1: I miss you, man. I miss you, man. <laughs> what did Trash
2: you just do? The place. <laughs> Trashing the place either in excitement or in fury Ooh. over this episode today. Who
1: knows? Mm. Mm. I, miss
2: you, I, miss you, I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you.
1: Hello there, everybody. This is I miss you, man. The man I miss is Dylan. How are you, Dylan? Yeah, good, mate.
2: Good. Bit um, bit annoyed. Mm-hmm. Saw a snake this morning in my driveway. It was a bit rude. Oh my goodness!
1: What's a snake doing your driveway?
2: Not being welcomed. That's for sure. What did you do to Bloody it? red bellied blacks. Hmm, they're bad boys. I, mean, I was just before I left, so. You got away this time. You got let off with a
1: warning, if you will. <laughs> Okay. Well, my name's Lonnie, by the way, and we do this show every week, don't we, Dylan? What do we do? Talk about snakes? Is that it? Oh.
2: Yeah, that's it. This is the snake podcast of your <laughs> dreams, everyone. Finally. We're brave enough to do it. You want carpet browns? You want red belly blacks? We'll dive into pythons one week, I'm sure.
1: I'd rather not, to be honest.
2: Hello. No, no. no, what it's actually about is about you and me taking each other on a journey each week. It could be about anything, life, pop culture, everything in between.
1: That is exactly right. Today, using the title, we are talking about the early two thousand sitcom called <laughs> Do Over. You, you l-
2: saw the title. You know exactly what <laughs> this episode's about. Surely. That Everyone's very, seen the show.
1: A very famous sitcom that you can find bootleg copies of on <laughs> YouTube.
2: They've been waiting for years for well, us to talk about it. it
1: was, was bound to happen at some point. What is your experience so far with Do Over? Before the Pooler podcast came along, did you know anything about this? What's your Do Over no. journey? I had,
2: had no idea if this was a thing. Really? Like probably the majority of the world. Wow. I had no idea it existed.
1: Wow. That's interesting to me. I did, as you might imagine. Obviously, I remember this being on TV, and really, it, yeah, I watched it. You were there. I was. I was there at the very beginning, and must have. You were a day one, and must have been many of us because it was cancelled, and it was cancelled before they even broadcast all the episodes that had been filmed. So that's that's a bit rough, isn't it?
2: Mm, very.
1: Um, and I, I don't know why I remember it. I think it was like on a Sunday night on, on Channel 10, perhaps. Um, family watched it together back in those back in the days when that happened. And the concept is kind of fun. It's kind of that, that general concept that you've seen probably in many TV shows over the years about someone who gets sent back in time to their youth and they have to relive their own childhood or teenagehood. Time-tested. Yeah, I think it's a fun concept. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, Absolutely. I guess we all have those little... Those weird sitcoms that we just caught when we were little. And for whatever reason, they stick with us. Yeah. I remember, like, um, Eight Simple Rules, dating my teenage daughter. Oh, yeah.
1: That? I remember that. I, I I don't remember much of it, but I remember the this, this show, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's the the main character, the dad. He, like, died in real life. Mm, so, he kind yes. of cut short. Yeah, as well. And there was, like, according to Jim... The Jim Belushi, do you remember that?
1: I, I do remember that being on, and I think we mentioned this a few times in the podcast, we, we just sort of caught the tail end of that, um, that TV experience, where you just heard the watch trot was on, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We were there in that era. Yeah. So there's a few knocking about, and this is one of them, seemingly.
1: Yeah, and it, it caught my attention, Um, well, stay with me, because the lead actor is Penn Badgley, we'll get into that a bit, bit later, more later on, but... He has gone on to do Gossip Girl, and he was an easy A, and more recently, he's in the Netflix show You, where he plays a very charismatic serial killer, which I watch, and I quite like him and those things, and so it's always funny to me to think about when I watched him as a as a teen on this show. So that, that's what sort you know, of why...
2: deep Dark Origins.
1: <laughs> well, there was, only, there was something on, on Twitter recently about um, if you met a celebrity, what would be like the most obscure thing you would say you love them in... <laughs> For me and Pam Badgerly I'll be talking about Do-Over. I wouldn't talk about you with Gossip Girl. I'd be talking about this early 2000s sitcom that everyone's forgotten.
2: Yeah, that'd be the best part of interviewing celebrities, just finding the oddest thing they've been in. Like, you wouldn't ask about the, the mainstream stuff. That's boring.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's asking about Gossip Girl and now about you, Always boring questions. But he, I'm sure he'd love to talk about one of his first roles. Absolutely, he would. Absolutely, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would love it. Um, Okay, as I said, the, the the premise is this mate. He's he's in his mid thirties. He's sort of had a rough life. Things aren't going very well. He's in his flop era, you might say. And so when he has this accident, he gets sent back in time somehow. And no one, they don't even go to details about how that happens, but it happens. Maybe he's dying. Like, I don't uh, know. I, I, I
2: personally don't think Right? Because what happens? He gets like. It was his sister, wasn't it? And she shocked him in the head with the.
1: Um, yeah, defibrillators, yeah.
2: The, bloody, the chest bumpy things. Uh-huh. The, Whatever yep. they call it. Yeah. Chest paddles, yeah. No.
1: All the ones. And he wakes up on a, on a baseball field and he's 14 again. He's got his best yeah. mate, Pat, who he convinces that he is from the future. He's got all this future knowledge and Pat goes along with it. They've also got a friend of Isabel, who they don't confide in, which is a bit rude, I think, but. <laughs> So she just has to get along with it. And they're like a like a, a, a trio. They get hijinks together. He's got his sister in the future, as we said. Um, she turns out to be like a drug addict and going to rehab and stuff. And it's that very early 2000s. So that's like the the, the the she's the butt of the punchline a lot of that times with her rehab, which I don't think you get away with these days. Um, but back then, she is like two-shoes to her parents, but he knows that deep down she's actually doing drugs and getting into sorts of mischief behind the parents' back, and not to mention he's got his parents, Joel, who and their parents the future have broken up. His dad's very sad about that, and so he wants to um, make sure they can stay together, and he tries to teach his, his parents how to do that. Um, mostly his dad. Mostly his dad, because his dad's a bit it's of a,
2: Mostly his dad's the problem. His
1: dad's a, the main problem. He's a bit of blowhard, that classic 1980s um, dad who's um, got a harder goal underneath it, but he... He's very macho and isn't the greatest dad on the surface. And his mum is super nice, but she's very inventive and doesn't get much love from the dad. The running joke with her is that she is inventing all these things that have proven popular in early 2000s from where Joel is from, but everyone else poo-hoos it, which is kind of funny. It's the same joke every episode, but it's kind of funny. Absolutely. Now, a question for you, Dylan. A few questions, actually. First question, did you like the show? You could even tease me all week about whether you did or not, but I need to know now on the record. Well,
2: before we get into that,
1: oh, okay. Um,
2: this is carrying my question with
1: another question.
2: This is cancelled prematurely, you said. Yes. Has there, has there ever been any reasons given?
1: I think just poor ratings.
2: Poor ratings. Do we know what time slot it was and what it was up against? <laughs> I, I, any
1: evidence there? That is on Wikipedia, actually. I'll just find it for you.
2: Have a look. I think was, I, had a, I had a small link into it. I think it was bad time, so I think it was like 10 o'clock.
1: It says here 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, but pitted against Survivor and Scrubs. Oh,
2: oh that's, yeah, that's a death wish.
1: Right? In 2002. Come on.
2: Yeah, definitely. It was like peak of Scrubs. That's probably why this show got off the ground, to be honest. Single cam comedy. It's probably Voice over. Scrubs. So. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. WB wanted a bit of that action. Yep, clearly.
1: Yeah. Oh, good.
2: There you go. Very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so did you like it's it the or new
2: comedy that critics call awesome?
1: They do call it, it awesome every
2: time. <laughs> Start of every promo and every episode, quote unquote, awesome every time. Well, that was not f- get off the ground. That
1: was fun on YouTube. The fact that it was like the original broadcast that they were showing. So you got a little taste of what it looked like when I was on TV. Not just the episode, but the whole broadcast.
2: Oh, I like that. I like that. I bet that. You Same did. thing when you track down the holiday special online. Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, yeah. You catch like the tail end of the ads and everything and <laughs> what's on afterwards. It's
1: yeah. very funny. It's yeah. like a
2: time capsule.
1: Absolutely. So? Mm. Did you like it or not?
2: Well, another thing I want to talk about okay. now <laughs> is that... How did you find it again? Did you just YouTube it? Or did someone leech down a little <laughs> little nugget on Twitter, or X rather?
1: No, no, I think I, for some reason, it popped into my head. I think, because I, I just watched the latest season of You a little while ago now, but not too long ago. So, Penn Badgley was on the mind. And, you know, we, we do this sort of weird shit on this podcast where we just find obscure things from our childhood or whatnot and pop culture mm-hmm. and look it up. So, I was like, that ever show that show ever get on on to a streaming service and it didn't, and I was sad. But then I, I think I just googled it to have a look into it, and then the, the YouTube link popped up to episode one. I was like, oh, okay, episode one's up. And then I looked and Jericho twenty nine shout out has um put all episodes up, even the ones that weren't broadcast. Yeah. They found them somehow.
2: You reckon that's my boy Chris Jericho? you think he's a secret do-over fiend?
1: Look, if anyone would do it for the people, it'd be him, wouldn't it?
2: Absolutely, <laughs> and he he technically does work for Warner Brothers. Maybe he got some A&W's broadcast yeah, on.
1: he got some contacts.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe uh, maybe he got it written in his contract <laughs> that he got access to the unaired episodes of Do Over. Yeah, because they're on there too. There's yeah, four of them. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Four last four.
2: Straight from the bloody Warner Brothers vaults. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they hoisted that, but the same people need to get on to getting Batgirl to us. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: I love that it's all on YouTube and no one cares. Like Warner Brothers don't oh, don't mind, do they? No, <laughs> no. There's no way. It's like um,
2: I like these little little hidden gems that no one cares about. If you throw them up on YouTube for free, it's yeah. exactly like Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, it's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. No one cares. Got like millions of views, but. They don't mind because they don't release it on anything. No streaming. No Blu-ray.
1: Well, you're not, you're not taking any money away from them. If, they, if they're if they not going to do anything with it, why not?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So you obviously like the show,
1: do you? Look, when I was a kid, I remember liking it enough. Like, sure, I liked it. But, like, again, I would have watched it because it was on TV, you know? It wasn't, like, something I sought out or whatever. And it, it, it has stuck in the mind a little bit, like some of the episodes. I remember the Star Wars one where he's, like, tells everybody all the song troopers all the secrets what's coming up because they can't get into the theater we'll talk about that more and the ferris bueller one that that also stuck in the mind obviously because of the ferris bueller connection but going back and watching this i wasn't sure what to expect i thought it was might have been bad you know it might have just been a curiosity for the podcast Mm -hmm. but i really liked it i thought it was well written well acted um you know it's a shame we didn't get more of it what do you reckon and before we get into
2: that Nah, no, okay. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll say this: mm. this, this is why this podcast
1: exists, mm. right here. Mm. I loved it. You loved it. Loved it. Loved oh it, my god, man. it was great. Wow, did you watch all fifteen episodes?
2: Sure, as shit, did.
1: Because <laughs> I only said the you... first three, but you were, you were, I you not give, a, you give a heck
2: about that. Ah. <laughs> I went straight in, dived in. If you will, all
1: right. What do you like about it?
2: I, it's just, it's a fun concept. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got knowledge from the future that he can use to fix his past mistakes. It's fun like that. Clearly, it's a, a pre-death hallucination. You reckon that, that's your
1: concept? Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my head cannon, mate, for sure. Well, I've got some questions about um, that. Yeah, absolutely. The main dude. Um, you said he's famous now, I haven't seen him in anything mm. clearly live under the rock um, <laughs> but he's great he's very charismatic he, you believe he is a 34 year old stuck in a 14 year old's body
1: I've got that written here it sort of lives and dies on whether you believe he is this wise older man in a young body and you never question it, do you? no, not even once he's
2: very well spoken very confident it feels like he's lived a life
1: yeah, and this for you know, because he was about 15 or 16 when he was doing this, so he was really, it wasn't like he was a 24-year-old, you know, playing younger. He actually was quite young. Um, I think the rest of the cast is, is pretty good, too. I, I'd yeah, I really like the dad. Yeah, right? He he has to, um, a, lot of, a lot of the plots are about him being a dickhead and then coming good, right? And so that's tough to play.
2: It's it's yeah it's a very a very hard line to ride, but he, he rides it well between lovable and annoying, but never too much of either. That's, That's right. A perfect, I reckon.
1: Michael Milhine, he's the he's the dad, and he like as I said, most of the cast haven't done a whole lot of other stuff to be honest. Um,
2: um I looked it up because I was interested in some of his others' work. I think the most he's done was in Field of Dreams. Oh yeah. Players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now he just runs an acting school. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So right. Yeah.
1: Um, the mom is also very nice, there's Shiji Rice. Um, maybe a little bit underwritten compared to other characters, like, but...
2: Yeah, sh- till there until the last episode, which was on <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: a shame, because they, I think they had a lot to do with That They could have done a lot, a lot more. But the, the main trio as well, the, um, I think the, the friend Pat, played by Josh Wise, he he probably gets better as the show goes along, I think. Um... He gets a bit more depth into his character. But also the performance, he's, he's like a little bit all over the place, a bit annoying maybe in the first few episodes. But by the end of it, I think maybe with the added depth as well, you, you like him a lot more.
2: Yeah, I do not agree with that.
1: Um, and Isabel, played by Natasha Melnick, she was also in Freaks and Geeks. Did you watch that, Dylan? No,
2: but I was going to say, if Freaks and Geeks can be released on streaming, why not this? Yeah, right. I yeah. I... I gotta say probably one of the main issues mm-hmm. is that there is a ton of famous licensed songs. Yeah. And and some that they play multiple times an episode. Like I think girls just want to have farmers played three
1: times in the episode it was in. That's absolutely true. And you you think that would cause more issues with YouTube and every now and then they've obviously cut a song from the Yeah, there's some upload. to mute. Yeah. Yeah. Um But you're right, I think It gets a little bit much sometimes. It's like they've, um, there's almost a song, three or four songs, like in a row in a couple of episodes, but that's part of the early 2000s of it all, right?
2: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Starting all that money around. But I guess, yeah, nowadays probably isn't worth the money to renew the license to those songs to put it on streaming for, yeah, let's face it, just you and me to watch again.
1: Basically. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you liked it. Um, I've got some questions for you. i just shout out in terms of cast. Um, Jennifer Coolidge pops up one episode. She's playing um, Pat's mum. It's a great concept. Yeah, Stifler's
2: mum, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stifler's
1: mum, yes. She is um, his absent mother, basically, and he's sort of raising himself, as it turns out. And Joel, as a 35-year-old man, is feeling suffocated by his family and having a bedtime again, that, that sort of stuff, but living under his parents' roof. And so he's attracted to this, this Pat's lifestyle where his mum just sort of gives him money for pizza and then she's out on dates every night and working and stuff. But as it turns out, they kind of both want each other's lives. He wants more freedom. Pat wants more of a family structure. Um, very nice the, episode. The
2: classic, classic grass is green situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, the thing I, think I love about that episode, Dylan, and obviously we a bit about spoilers here, so if you're under this show, maybe go watch that before we listen any further.
2: Yeah, it's free on YouTube. Right, you a convenient playlist be your a- end? Yeah. Upscaled oh. with AI, apparently, yeah.
1: most of them. Yeah, dunno. It's good. It is good. Um I love the ending of that episode because all season Pat's been like the little annoying brat hanging around the house and eating their food and you know just being annoying to the parents. But at the end of the episode the the dad says, you know, we're going the family's going out for dinner and so Pat's like, Oh, I better go home then He's like, No, the family's going out for dinner. You're coming too, mate. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, loved it. Um, also, Bill. <laughs> um, Stephen Topolowski is uh, Isabel's dad too. And you might not know him by his name, but he's in, been in various character actor roles over the years. Nah. You'll, you'll know his yeah. face. He was in Memento, probably one of the most famous roles. But he's always good. He's always very, very solid. Um, okay, question for you, Dylan. What would you do? If you were in Joel's situation and you woke up and you were 14 again?
2: I don't know. Probably the show, I guess.
1: Wouldn't you come find me? Yeah, I'd let you in on it.
2: Okay. I'd let you. you you'd you be my pat, All right. I reckon. <laughs> you can keep a secret, can't you?
1: I'd try to. I don't know if we were very close friends at 14, but it was a it's a little bit later. i
2: find you a bit early. Yeah. yeah. How would or maybe con- I'll just wait out a couple of years.
1: You know? <laughs> How would you convince me that you were from the future and that we were best buds in the future?
2: Hmm. I'd say, I'd catch you in year eight mm. and I'd just say, in a few years, they're going to do Google Pac-Man <laughs> and
1: we're going to love it.
2: <laughs> then I'll never say anything to you ever again Yep. until legal studies. And a then day. we're in the
1: computer lab. And it's on, and you look at me,
2: <laughs> i I say, "Told
1: you." Okay, all right, um, and then
2: that would that would also get me retroactive revenge because that would distract you.
1: Mm, from legal I'd be I'd be going into a spiral, wouldn't I?
2: I no, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself, then you'd get the E plus.
1: <laughs> okay, another question. Then you sort of touched upon it before, but the the main crux of every episode is that. Joel gets a chance to right the wrongs of his childhood, right? and he's he's messed up a baseball game. It's always haunted him, and so this time he's gonna not mess up, or he's not gonna go at all. He um
2: and embarrassed he, himself, and he tried to run for school council as well. Yes, as exactly.
1: Toilet. He um he's got a lot of sort of recurring elements. Him trying to get with his high school crush. Um. Yeah, Holly Kent. Holly Kent.
2: Um. And I'll I'll say this now. Okay. I don't get the Holly Kent type, Lonnie. Mm,
1: Okay, I disagree.
2: Okay, well, we'll get into it. Why
1: why, why don't you buy in?
2: Why do you? Give me a character trait (laughs) of Holly Kent, apart from that she has a nice smile.
1: She's got a lovely smile. She's beautiful. She was unattainable (laughs) to him. She hasn't got any character depth, but she does a lot with what she's given as a character. Does she, though? Yeah, I think so.
2: She's just sitting around. (laughs) Waiting to be used in a scene.
1: No. Like, she does, in the the last episode with the Valentine's Dance, or whatever episode it is, they...
2: That didn't even air. It's not canon. Mm. Oh, it is canon. Come on.
1: It's on YouTube. All
2: right, fine. All right, okay.
1: (laughs) No, I I like the idea of her being, like, an ideal in his mind in those first few episodes, but then after a while you're like, oh, that's kind of all they've written her as is the pretty girl.
2: I'll, I'll say this. At least she's nice. Yeah. Mostly when they do like the, oh, it's the the hottest girl in school. Oh, I wish I could be with her. She's usually like mean. Yeah. Or a bitch. But she's actually like genuinely nice. So I like that at least.
1: Yeah, but she's a bit blank slate. Sadly. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely.
1: And yeah. I think I think the idea is supposed to be that if the seasons, or well, if the more seasons have went a bit longer, and they could have wrapped up properly, that obviously he's actually in, in love and supposed to be with Isabel, right? They're really supposed to be I together. think they were
2: leading towards that. Yeah. There was, there was hints at it in a couple of episodes throughout. We yeah. Had some tender moments.
1: Yeah. Being
2: uh, one where he chose her over Holly. Kent. Yeah,
1: he he always does the right thing. Mm-hmm. Takes a while sometimes, but he gets there. Old Joel. Um. But what wrongs would you try and write, Dylan, from your childhood and your teenage years? Pac Man, obviously. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one regret, I guess. Um, I don't know if there's wrongs so I'd write. i just like. I'd do what he tried to do, just invest. Mm. I get in on Bitcoin early. Oh, yeah, for definitely. sure. Yep. And then sell at the right time for it plummets again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Yeah, just invest in all this stuff. Probably maybe think of some shows, some successful shows. Yeah. Do my Stranger Things first.
1: <laughs> um, it's funny you mention Stranger Things because one of the directors of on one of the episodes is Sean Levy who is involved in Stranger Things and various other um, film and TV projects over the years. But, um, Obviously, Stranger Things is, is very much based in nostalgia for the eighties. This is like from the early two thousands, and it was getting in pretty early on nostalgia for the eighties, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, been to the punch.
1: There's it also it's a little bit back to the future as well, in a lot of ways, and to the put Biffs in it. Um, but speaking of yeah. that, I, I would know enough about footy and cricket probably to to invest to do the do the the Biff Almanac sort of. Um, approach. Oh, yeah, yeah. So,
2: ah, uh, I'll tell you one regret I had. Mm. Not not betting on Black Panther to die in uh, in uh, Infinity War. Oh yeah. he was paying like a hundred and fifty dollar odds. <laughs> That's true to, to die, and yes. me and my mates were considering it, mm. but we didn't do it, and uh, we should have because that would have been a big payday.
1: Well, there's a few elections as well that you probably know the results to, Obama and whatnot. So.
2: Oh, I could bet on Donnie, Donnie Trump, mm. mate.
1: Yeah. When he, when he's, when he's still like a joke candidate and he's paying, you know, a thousand yeah. bucks or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, now we did, the whole concept was we we're going to talk about the first three episodes. So I took notes for those, but then I, I sort of just took more general notes after that. Do you want to talk about the first three or how do you want to do the rest of this?
2: We're talking about every single episode. Every single episode, okay. And if you try and get out of this, <laughs> then the pod's over. Okay. When are we ever going to talk about do-over? I really? I,
1: I, let's take that time, I suppose, you're right. Um, I One thing I'll say, maybe the one criticism I have, not a criticism, just something I noticed, really, I mentioned the voiceover, which you wouldn't really do these days, would you? It's a bit passé now, but it was in vogue back then. What do you think of the voiceover?
2: Uh, he was fine. I don't, even, I don't know who was doing it. Was this a famous bloke? Or was this some rando?
1: No, well, it was Tom Everett. not
2: like it was Bob Saget and How I Met Your Mother.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Well, that's no, true. No, it was Tom Everett Scott. Well, it was Tom Everett Scott for the first, the ones that were broadcast. For me, it sounded like it was someone different for the ones that weren't broadcast, to be honest. But there's oh, not much information. Really check
2: that. Yeah. Did you see the credits? Did you look at the credits? It. It was there on there. Well,
1: I'll have a look. I don't, think, I don't know if it was listed.
2: I, should, I, th- I think the last episode definitely had credits. I remember checking that. Oh, credit, yeah. Because it, it it was a bit odd because it had, like, all the, the company logos and then credits after that.
1: Yeah, it was obviously, it was supposed to be broadcast, but wasn't sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Why would you pull the plug on that? Do you save money for just not airing things that you've already filmed and they're good to go? I guess you do. Tax rival, I think you
1: but... can write it off on taxes. Yeah.
2: Damn. Not good. The critics stopped thinking it was awesome.
1: <laughs> they must
2: have. Yeah. Anyway, th- we probably don't know either of them.
1: No. Look, sorry. It does say here that that there was a different voice, the different Joel voice in three episodes, which I assume must be those last ones. So Tom Everett Scott wasn't sure. wasn't a few things. He was in. That thing you do, have you seen that, Dylan? No. It's a great movie, one of the best.
2: Yeah, sure. Don't blame you.
1: <laughs> it was directed by Tom Hanks. It's about a a one hit wonder band from the nineteen sixties, a sort of Beatles rip off. It's very good, very good movie. Yeah, don't believe you. <laughs> um, he's in various other things too: American Wheel from Paris, La La Land. He is the one that Emma Scott gets with at the end. Oh. Emma Emma Stone, sorry.
2: The High Racker.
1: they have broken up. How dare you? <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's that's who that is.
2: Okay, all right.
1: But yeah, it was obviously a bit more. I think you can still do a voiceover these days, but you not I don't know. It felt like it, sometimes it's it's just repeating the joke, or it's just to showing me the thing rather than get giving me someone to talk about it but i guess that what it does serve as a narrative purpose is for him to talk about things from the um from his 30, 30s life that he can't i mean otherwise yeah
2: i can understand that if he had known he could confide in but he's already told pat so he could just explain all this to pat rather yeah. than having the, the voice actor i guess
1: so. so yeah
2: seems redundant to be honest yeah
1: i also want to mention that a few of the writers went on to work for american dad and some other sitcoms but um yeah I guess it's a very well-written sitcom As it is. Yeah. Now, okay, go through episode by episode. The pilot. What's the concept of the pilot, Dylan? What's happening?
2: Well, basically, he's, well, found himself back in times. He's trying to adjust to that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he wants to change that he embarrassed himself when he was giving his speech for student Mm council. I think he just doesn't want to do it originally. But then... He ends up doing it, and he nails it.
1: He does. He, he's sort of waiting that first episode for the other shooter to drop the whole time, because he's like, I'll, I'll wake up eventually. And so he goes a bit off the rails, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he, like, downs his dad's beer, takes it out of his hand and sinks the charge, yep. as it were. <laughs> <laughs> and then just heads to
1: bed. Um, But it doesn't. He's, he's eventually, that carefree attitude uh, does, does help him. When he gets onto the, um, the the student council, he doesn't ever do anything else for it. They mention it once or twice, I think, throughout the season, but it's just one of those pilot things. But it's a very good pilot. It sets up the concept quite well.
2: And it gets him closer to Holly King because he's on student council, so it gives him a... Well,
1: yeah. I just want to say, Dylan, being on student council does get to the ladies. Um, that is something I know from experience, so... All right. <laughs>
2: All right. You didn't hook your boy up. <laughs> Interesting.
1: That, that's the wrong I would write, Dylan, if I was going back. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, one thing that really st- stood out to me, and I think would not pass muster these days, pass muster or pass mustard I think pass muster, is the the way he gets out of in trouble with his principal. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh... Um, well, he recalls something he had found out in the 90s about his principal, Hmm. which is that his principal is a cross-dresser. Yeah. And so he kind of holds that over him pretty much the whole series.
1: Yeah, anytime he gets in trouble because of his hijinks, he just reminds the principal, I know about your alter ego or what you do.
2: Yeah, I got this on, got this on you.
1: Yeah. And like I, I get it because it would be embarrassing. It's the under nineteen eighties. Um, yeah, it's for a the, different time. It's a very different time, but I, I still feel like you wouldn't do that these days because hopefully we're a bit past that being such an embarrassing thing to to have. And the punchline being, yeah, look at this person there. They're, they're a bit gender questioning. That that's funny and and wrong. But you know, it's
2: also it's also time. an odd thing to introduce in a sitcom. Mm. Um, because basically every time that he needs to get out of something, he has to remind us that yeah. the principal's a crossdresser and he has this over him. So every time it's just brought up again and again. And when you're binging, and different society, if you're binging, you wouldn't need to do that. Mm. But when you're a new sitcom trying to bring in viewers every week with basically a new pilot each week, mm. you have to keep reminding him every time that he's a crossdresser. dresser. And it's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of jokes, as you said, with the mum. Yeah. Every episode, she basically invents the new thing that would be majorly successful.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: she invents fanny packs and uh, bloody suitcases with wheels, and mm-hmm. all these kinds of things. And every every week, the jokes just nah, that'll never work. So
1: deal yeah. with that. And I guess if you're on board with it, you think it's funny, like we do. That's that's fine. Love it, but if you don't like it you'll be be presented with that every episode
2: yeah just just wasn't made for binging in mind especially
1: no especially not um yeah so good at first episode i think it held up pretty well um very very much liked it episode 2 is what i remember the most to be honest and it was a John star wars
2: and strikes back that's
1: it the the um the star wars aspect to it i think because you know Seeing something I really liked in Star Wars, referencing something else, was kind of fun and quirky, you know?
2: Yeah, also we get in, because it's the 80s, we get an unironic, topical, what you talk about Willis, <laughs> from Pat. It's true. Which is very strange. It's very strange. <laughs> uh,
1: the concept of this one is that uh, Joel gets into a fight with some some boys at school, or he gets into an argument that's going to be settled by a fight. Gets,
2: gets into an argument with a dude that takes massive amounts of steroids. Yeah, silly. silly. And, and loves steroids so much that he gave a bloody presentation in class about how great <laughs> steroids were. It's
1: and there's, funny. There's a line... Because
2: the you, 80s, it's not like taboo yet. Yeah, exactly
1: right. They haven't gone through all the... Yeah, the health issues haven't been um, so presented, whatever. Um, the funny line where he's like, oh, if I forgot in high school people beat you up when you, when you get to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then part of the issue then is he's got this fight planned for the for that night or, you know, where is it? Dad's yeah, down by behind the, the shops or whatever. Um, yeah, Biff said that's LA. where you have to
2: settle fights. Yeah,
1: the teachers told him. Yeah.
2: Teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and his dad is wanting him to fight. Yes. He's not trying to get him out of it. He's like, no, you need to... Either fight or take an ass whooping, and knock the wussy
1: out of you. Yeah, and that that is probably, that is something like a comment on how parenting styles have changed over the years because I think in a clever way. I think that was good. Um, yeah. But then he, that comes into conflict with with um, Isabel wanting to go see the new Star Wars movie, which is Empire Strikes Back, and he's got a pick between the fight and Star Wars. Um, one thing I'll say about that plotline, Dylan, looking back... With a you know 2023 mindset and the pop culture sort of that we have these days, is that Isabel's very um, worried about being spoiled, and she wants to know what the doesn't want to know what the big twist is and stuff. We know now that there's a big twist in that movie, but they didn't know it back then, did they? So what is she so worried about?
2: I don't know. Maybe they just heard about it.
1: Okay. Whispers. Yeah, possibly
2: screenings. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was at the time. There's also an Austin Pounds reference, which is just for us, I feel. What was that? Oh, he's at like the cafeteria.
1: Mm.
2: And he does like a Dr. Evil impression. Oh, that's and right. And they don't get it. Yeah, he keeps like, doing right that. Right over <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that. that's another joke. That the he just doesn't get that he's in the 80s every fucking episode so he just makes all these references that no one gets yeah that's for us the audience even to the point that he wears a fucking ghostbusters outfit for halloween never crosses his mind the whole time he's making this ghostbusters outfit that it hasn't come out
1: yet i know anyway yeah that's the joke but yeah um Yeah, you're right. I, I think the idea was that there was a reason for them to go to the movies that night. So she was worried if they didn't go then, if he picks the fight over that, then they'll, their experience of the movie will be ruined. So more even more reason for him to, yeah, to and, not go to the fight.
2: And the reason he wanted to do the fight and stand up for himself is because in the future he doesn't. And it really mm. disappoints his dad at one point. Mm. So he just wants to not be a coward.
1: He's got some daddy issues, you're right. <laughs>
2: As all the episodes roll around, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, again, the concept is that he eventually he avoids the fight. He sort of puts in a call to the cops to come to break up the fight. So they go to the movies, but then he gets into a fight at the movie, waiting in line. And the thing that really stood out to me, and I remembered it so clearly, this scene. But not all the, not all the details, but I remembered it. This happening, he gets into a fight, and he's with these stormtroopers and Darth Vader cosplayers, and they he starts, they cut
2: in line in front of him.
1: Yes, exactly, mask, which was the thing that was that he, he didn't do with his dad that embarrassed him for his dad, so he's like, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself now. He gets beat up, but he spoils all the Star Wars movies up to that point to them, which yeah, is pretty funny. funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in my memory, I thought they were inside, and I thought that he just kept repeatedly getting punched in the head, and he kept getting up and then getting punched and whatever, but it doesn't quite <laughs> happen. I don't, I don't know why I remembered it like that. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, though. All right, Do you want to take us through number three: investing in the future?
2: Yeah, his dad's a dickhead. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah, again. No, it's basically he's he wants to make some money hmm. so that he can invest in stocks that are going to be big in the future, so he'll be rich in the future. Hmm. But he's fourteen and he can't get a job. Yeah. So <laughs> he interviews for. A paper sales position, which is what he was doing before mm. he got sent back in time. So he knows all about it, and he just nails the phone interview. And so he only interacts with the company over the phone because mm-hmm. he's a paper salesman. He can just go door to door and call people. Yeah, he can. Buy- and so he just becomes like the best salesman that this paper company's ever had, mm. and just starts making money, money, but at the expense of spending time with his friends.
1: Well, that's it. Is he's going to be 14 again like you gotta be trying to be 14 right you gotta go to school and hang out with your buddies and he sort of in the pursuit of money he forgets that he um has been given the chance to redo all the fun stuff as well as the boring stuff of being a kid absolutely absolutely and then um
2: yeah he gives all this money he made to his dad to invest in the company that's going to make big money but mm. his dad doesn't do it so. <laughs> He's not rich
1: in the future. No, sadly. Um, Good episode again. Um, Yeah. What would you invest in? What would you be putting your money in? Bitcoin, he's already said.
2: Yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Maybe Netflix, when that was only just starting. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: If that's something you can invest in. Um, It's probably the biggest ones, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe Uber, when that first started coming. Yeah, uh-huh. Big oops,
1: maybe I'm going to shout out episode four, Dylan. The anniversary. The anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, child freaks out because he gets a substitute art teacher who will one day be his father-in-law.
2: His sleazy stepfather. I uh, know.
1: Um, I I love that actor. Um, Ken Marino. He's in Party Down. He's also in the other two, which I think I mentioned both those shows on our podcast in the Get Amongst segment sure Um, I just love him he 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 plays sort of sad sad characters in this one (laughs) seeing him younger but being and being a bit of a lothario, a bit of a a a creepy guy it was so much fun I really liked it I excitedly texted Sine like look who who it is look at him he's so young
2: (laughs) (laughs) no good stuff
1: yeah so again yeah Joel's caught up trying to, to fix problems and no one else knows it's a problem. So that's part of the problem for him.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And um, he ends up pushing his mum towards spending time with mm. this guy, which he was trying to avoid. Starts going to take his art classes. And he starts to get on to his dad. He's like, Dad, come on, you're going to gonna lose mum. This is their, and their anniversary. They bring up some like old tapes of them in love. Yeah. Um, and his dad realises how great his wife is. And then goes after
1: it was really nice it's um it does you know we said it's kind of the same episode every time and some things haven't held up well but the interrogation of male masculinity in in the context of a sitcom is quite interesting that the the dad has these feelings for the wife but he for whatever reason they've fallen into traditional family roles and he you know says she's nagging and stuff like that so but has to be reminded by the by the son to to really show his emotions, that, that, I think yeah, that, that's realize good. How
2: great she is. Yeah, exactly.
1: A good episode, a uh,
2: good, decent episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, I think this next one's probably one of the best ones. Though.
1: Really, number five take me out to the ball game, take me no, out of the take ball game, me out sorry, of the ball yes, game. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. indeed. Um, why'd you like so much?
2: Oh, I just thought it was fun. Um, it's because uh, he basically, they make it to like the finals of this ball game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Baseball is what it's called, if you've heard of that. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> he remembers that he he like really fucks up. He loses the game for the team, basically. Mm, and his it's mom, like the most he, embarrassing moment of his life.
1: Yeah, mum and dad hate him. It, it's sort of one of the things that really is, starts tearing the family apart. Him being so embarrassing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, his mum runs away in shame. His dad's yelling at him. Yeah. Um, sister's making fun of him. The Holly Kent's laughing at him, mm. and he just runs away in shame.
1: Mm-hmm. No good. And it's and it's something he's thought about every day for twenty years. It seems. Poor Felver.
2: Yeah, no good. I do. I. It is funny. He kind of turns on his hand that, Like the classic sitcom thing would mm. be to practice for the ball game. Yeah. But he's just trying to actively get out of it, the whole episode. <laughs> well,
1: that's a question. That I think it's relevant now, Dylan. How does the time travel work here? Because he, he remembers events happening, right? And they, they tend to play out as they should. There's, there's, even,
2: there's clearly no butterfly effect because no. as soon as he changed everything in the pilot, everything else should have been different.
1: Exactly right. Because he should be doing different there's things. No given Because in the past, he wasn't on student council. Now he is. That's a whole different set of events that are happening. Absolutely.
2: But no, it's just everything's still happening, apparently. Um, but also, apparently, there's some things he can't change.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's
2: destiny in work, apparently. There
1: is some fate happening here where no matter what he tries to change about this ball game, it's going to happen no matter what. And sort of time corrects itself when he tries to get out of it. So I don't know if that's yeah. just a coincidence in this occasion or whether it is that's the timeline. Reminds me a bit of um, X-Men Days of Future Past where it's like the metaphor is time's a river and you can throw rocks in and there'll be ripples, but it's all still going in the same direction. Do you think that's that's fair?
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of... Um, my reference for that is Lost, mm. where Lost is basically everything happens how it happened and even if you go back in time and try to change stuff, that's what happened. Yes. That led to everything. So what you're doing to try to change things is how the things happened. I like that kind of time travel. That's kind of like what Harry Potter does. Yes,
1: Harry Potter. Yes. It's a fixed loop sort of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Your destiny was to go back in time to make those events happen.
1: Indeed. It's that that concept of you go back in time to stop the fire, but by doing that, you're the one who started the fire, and that's why you... Mm. In the future, we'll go back in time, but the finally happened because you did it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, my other question for you then, Dylan. It's kind of a wrap-up question, but I'll say it to you now because it's relevant. What happens when Joel, who's back in time, ages up to be 34 again? Does he get in the accident and do it all over? Oh, shit. Or is it a branching-out new timeline where it doesn't happen?
0: Planning for your next trip? you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Oh no. Let's just go with fucking Avengers Endgame rules. Well, there's no rules to the time traveling. You can just do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. And you don't have to worry about consequences. Well. Because you have bad riders. <laughs>
1: I don't mind that, that concept, especially for a show like this that's cancelled. So, I want him to have a happy ending and, you know, ends up visible. I mean, with
2: Isabel. go up to that moment. I mean, he would have changed so much. Like, his dad yeah. was there and being sad and divorced. His sister was the drug addict that mm. thought it was a funny idea to put the panels against his head. Yeah. So, I think he's going to change enough that that doesn't happen. So,
1: but Here's my concept for a reboot, Dylan. My pitch. Okay. It happens again. But this time, Penn Badgley is... The voiceover, and Joel's doing fourteen. He's doing high school for a third time. Oh, fucking <laughs> Jesus, that's too grim. Okay.
2: Oh, I mean, it's just like he'd be over it at that point, he? <laughs> third time around Bloody hell. Uh, be funny though. How old is Penn Badgley now?
1: He's like thirty six, I think.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say he's a bit older. He could go back to when he was thirty four. All right. And go from there. Early two thousand. Alright,
1: maybe maybe in twenty years we can do that. Yeah. Or he could just play himself Well, yeah Yeah, he yeah, could
2: play sorry, himself yeah. in the past now. Yeah. And we just have an older Joel. Yeah.
1: All right. There you go. Now Joel's finally got a chance to live a new life after he's he's done fourteen to thirty four again. And yeah, now he's, now like, he's
2: gonna do thirty four to fifty five or whatever yeah. it's gonna do.
1: And he, he'll, for the first time in twenty years, he doesn't know what's happening next. Absolutely, that'd be cool. There you go. There you go, Pen. All, all, all yours.
2: <laughs> um, if you can convince Warner Brothers to <laughs> reboot this show, they got cancelled after eleven episodes.
1: He's probably got some some sway now. He's a big Netflix star. That's true. Um,
2: Does he want to do it though? I looked up. He's never. Never done any interviews about Do Over from what I could find. So
1: there is little on the internet about this show. We might be the first podcast. yeah. His thoughts are unknown. But um, uh-huh. no, you're right, Dylan. That episode about the baseball is is amazing because as it as it ends, he spent all his episode worrying about his past and trying to undo this event, and it's been obviously been a big weight in his mind for so long. But then he realizes. And his mum ran away, not in embarrassment, but because she'd forgotten... Well,
2: what happens is it does happen again. Well, yes, 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 yes. yes. And then it's all happening in real time. He's having fucking Vietnam flashbacks. (laughs) But then, yes, continue.
1: Sorry, his mum did run away, but not in disgust or embarrassment, but because she'd forgotten the drinks from the car. For the team. For the team. So that's why she ran away. The dad was yelling, but he was yelling at, like, the opposition because they were playing up or the ref or something.
2: No, he was yelling at the neighbour because his neighbour was giving the whole shit.
1: Yeah, Holly was laughing at something else. There was, like, a bird or something, wasn't there? Yeah,
2: but his sister was making fun of him. That Yes, was true. That, that was funny. <laughs>
1: That's true. Yeah, But, um, yeah, it just goes to show that he he was obsessed about this this event that was so terrible, but if you are taken a second to think about it, it wasn't that bad. And his dad is, like, he's already he's going to disappoint his dad because he's got this big... He's never much, He's never man enough for his dad, and so he's feel like he's he's ruined the ball game. His dad's gonna hate him, but his dad's like, you know what? You can't win them all. He tried.
2: Yeah, and it was also like you you wouldn't have gotten here without you anyway. So you exactly. Did good.
1: So the lesson was and, uh, yeah, it was it was perfect. He um he was so worried about something, but then he learned something that he wasn't even expecting to learn. You know.
2: Yeah, for sure. And this apparently had to happen to give uh, professional baseball player Greg Maddox Confidence in his baseball skills. Yeah,
1: that—that's the the guiding hand of, of God. If it's was was playing a huge part there.
2: Yeah, we're entering into quantum leap territory. Yeah. Where God's like <laughs> playing in the background a little bit. It's an odd one, but oh, I, I, was I still really want. I didn't
1: realise that. That's probably why you like this show so much. It's got a bit of a, a touch of the quantum's about it, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Except it's just one one big quantum leap. The whole series. <laughs>
1: Next episode, Dylan, is, I think, a little bit unexpectedly dark, if you think about it for more than a second. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's some dark shit happens near the end. Rock and
1: roll parking lot. Do you want to talk us about it? Talk to us through it?
2: Yeah, basically, Joel just wants to have fun, go out and party, but he's 14, you know. Mm. And his sister's going to this concert for Def Leppard, I believe Mm. it is.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he wants to go, and she's like, nah, piss off. You little nerd. His dad's like, you can go if your sister takes you. And she doesn't do it, which he knows, because the dad's funny. (laughs) And then Joel's just like, fuck this. I know how to drive. (laughs) Been driving for years. Let's go to this concert. And so they crash the concert, and Holly Kent's there. Mm. Um, But his sister starts becoming a mess, and this is the night where the bloody veil was pulled up, that the parents no longer see her as the perfect daughter, because she comes home a drug addled
1: drunk mess mm. after the concert mm. but when Joel's at the concert he, he happens to get a, a scalped ticket he's going to be with Holly Kent he's going to have to finally um, he finally right that wrong he's going to be romantically with her at this party because of this concert because she's not with a boyfriend at the moment but then he realised that this little sort of scummy dude has been hanging around his sister and he's taking her away while the concert begins to the van in the, in the car park and he suspects there's no good's going to happen there. And so he's got to choose between Holly and his sister. What's he do, Dylan? The right thing, doesn't he?
2: He does the right thing, absolutely. He saves his sister from uh, being taken advantage of. Yeah. This dude in the car park.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's it's very sweet. One thing else, two things thing else, actually. Two things, Dylan. First of all, he just runs away from Holly, right? He couldn't say to Holly, I'll be in there as soon as I can, just quickly my sister is obviously going to be attacked by this guy so you know just give me two seconds i think holly yeah. would have understood
2: if he had said that yeah he should he, <laughs> he should have said he should have uh, dropped that line would have taken two seconds yeah. yeah
1: exactly right um and she might have come help him you know like they could have bonded over that that experience but um yeah
2: and it would have tested her character if she helped him good if she would rather see the concert than save a person in trouble maybe not the one for you
1: yeah absolutely but the the um the sort of hidden subtext here is that when the sister came home in the original timeline and you know, she said the veil was pulled from the parents and the parents started to realize she wasn't all that goody two shoes. It's like, yeah, because she'd been like raped and, and they raped and mm. drugged that, 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 I, I guess they didn't know. Right. So that, that not too bad on their part, but, and Joel saved her from that fate and that that's good. But that, that's a little bit darker than I think maybe the show was intending. I don't know yeah yeah definitely
2: yeah definitely.
1: It's, um it's like
2: was being did you so gone yeah
1: yeah. no you go i, I just okay. gotta say like the, the parents it sounds like the parents were like started to, to realize she wasn't all that pretty but all well, good and stuff but like after a traumatic event like that not so much that she came home and like you know in a car accident she hit the the mailbox that sort of thing could have been funny is that she came home drunk with no memory of what happened and that's the bit where she's sort of getting in trouble from her parents in the original timeline. That that doesn't sit particularly mm. well with me. So it's good that Joel did the right thing and, and helped her, as he would. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Um, did you ever read the comments on any of these?
1: Well, oh, some, ever... some of them matter out of read, yeah, not all of them.
2: Did you, did you read the ones for this one?
1: I'm not sure. No, I don't think so.
2: Okay, there's a. <laughs> our boy, uh, Ross Carden7195, mm. he had some issues Okay, this episode, Lonnie. Plot me here on. Now, I'm going to clarify. I'll read his whole statement. He wants to clarify. I very much enjoyed watching Do Over, and I was very disappointed when this fantastic time travel comedy TV show was soon cancelled. Mm. Great. Echoing all our feelings.
1: Mm-hmm. But mm.
2: this is why episode six did not make any sense. Since the Joel Larson character is a 34-year-old man who was accidentally sent back in time to when he is 14 years old, shouldn't he have known better that to go joyriding a car on a public road before he is even old enough to get a driver's license? Actually, I did read what this if for, What if for some reason a police car ordered him
1: to pull over? It's true. He should have known better. What were the writers thinking? Mm. That's it. Pothole. Pothole. <laughs> Big point, Ross Carden, he's all over it. I mean, that's the point, Ross. <laughs> he's doing something he's not supposed to do.
2: Hey, hey, how dare you? Yeah. The the point is, he should know better. Yeah. But he does it anyway.
1: Well, that's the whole point is that that the he got this push pull between reliving his carefree youth, but being burdened with the wisdom of being older, and he's sort of yeah. got to find the, the the middle ground. Yeah. Okay, Ross. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, but good episode. In the end, he sort of, sort of breaks through with his sister. She does the classic drunken um, reveal that she actually loves him as a brother, but then she forgets about it and they never talk about it again, but he realises that deep down she does like him. That's nice.
2: Yeah, and it's good to see uh, Isabel getting involved more. She seemed to just dick around in the background for the first few episodes. Mm. This is when she starts becoming really in the core of the show.
1: Yeah, and she's she's so good. She's... um. She's really funny, and she, and I, I like that they have a a, a girlfriend in the group because you know they are teenage boys and they have teenage boy reactions to things, and so having her around um, gives that point of difference from the main two. And there's a bit of tension there between, like you know, she's she's a friend, but also she's quite pretty, and they sort of have differing feelings sometimes, and they feel protective over her as like a sister, but also it's like well, no one else should look. He's our girl, you know. That's mm. it, it. Gets a little bit interesting in the show.
2: Yeah, good dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy the next episode being a Halloween episode that was premiered on Halloween. How good's that?
2: Oh yeah, a boo over as the primary called it. Hey, hey, that's no, true. Come on, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Was episode seven the Halloween kiss? Yes,
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, Hollyween. It's got two names here on Wikipedia. Oh, hello. Hollyween. <laughs> so, he's back Damn. on his Holly bullshit, isn't he? Oh, mate.
2: Can't, can't get her out of his bloody mind. <laughs> Just obsessed. What's the premise of this one, Morning?
1: So, he, they're going to a, a... Well, he wants to redo his first kiss, right? And so, he ends up <laughs> at this Halloween party. Holly's there. Holly seems to be one of those girls who's always in a relationship or breaking up with somebody and then in a new relationship. She's always got drama surrounding her, right? Yeah. And so right. Joel Joel is got some sort of sixth sense where he knows where she is in her relationships, and so he's trying to find the perfect moment to strike. And this party's one of them. Yeah,
2: because um, um he had his first kiss at this Halloween party and it's just some 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 rando girl that just walked up to him out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and he then he's like, him and then he ends up in a relationship like, with David. her. That he doesn't want to be. <laughs> yeah. and like, she seems fine, doesn't she? She seems nice enough. I don't know the
2: problem is really, yeah. I mean, she didn't seem too terrible, did <laughs> she? I mean, she's not holy Campbell. No, she's not she. holy that camp.
1: smile. No, oh, well. my, gosh, oh my god, she
2: line up a room.
1: Sure does. Um, so then he he maneuvers his way through the party, but he, to get away from the first girl, who is someone he could never kiss. He pretends that he's dating Isabel, and this is one of those episodes for the the Isabel um, Joel stands out there. The the ship is. What would their name be? Yeah. There's no name. Joel Isabel? Bell. <laughs> okay. There you go. It's you're not wrong. <laughs> <You're not real. laughs> so Disabel. So um <laughs> they're they're pretending to be together and it gets great very, very sweet, but then he totally blows it because, you know, Isabel's starting to enjoy it, they're having, the time, having a good time together. Um but then Holly invites him up for a kiss up in the loft. But clearly Dylan, clearly Holly is just using Joel as a pawn in her uh, dating fiasco with the other boy. So, again, he's given a choice, isn't he? You've given a choice. What's his choice?
2: Well, he either goes apologise to Isabel, mm-hmm. make up with his friend who he cares about dearly, or finally have his first kiss with Holly Kent. What would you do? Quick peck with Holly Kent and then go apologise? <laughs> Best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, mate. Think about it. That, that, that is something. What, but... what's,
2: she, can, she can stew for another two minutes, old Isabel. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. But I think that's it, Dylan. You can't. It's more than that, isn't it? It is holy, or Isabel. is the real question. That. No. No? You reckon you can right. do both? Okay. Yeah. Right. Come. <laughs> no. You Trapple. Didn't... Well, get Pat in there too. Why not? <laughs>
2: oh, alright.
1: Uh, What's that called? Quad Apple? Quad Apple. Polycule? I think is a word I've heard. <laughs> what? Not, not, not cross it really, but good luck to him. I say yeah, four,
2: four's weird. Four's weird. You
1: reckon? Just,
2: just be two couples. At that point, <laughs> I mean, swing if you want to every now and then, but like, come on.
1: You reckon four's too much? Let's
2: pick one. Okay. Four's too much.
1: Okay. You
2: good. know what they say, mate. Three's company four's a crowd.
1: Yeah, well, I'll keep five that as a
2: party. How long Hello, Hello. I've called. I
1: don't know. Who are we bringing in? The neighbour kid, maybe? Oh, he's a bit too young. That's <laughs> um, weird.
2: Well, oh, you know, it was weird mm. having the bloody Isabel's fourteen. Her dressing up as Daisy Duke. I don't know about that. that was a bit <laughs> odd.
1: Yeah, the eighties, I guess. I don't know. Strange, strange stuff. <laughs> oh. It's a different time different time in in more ways than one um, sure. the next episode also one that stuck out in my mind and I, I kind of remembered it once it was happening I was like oh yeah this episode it's when um Joel does F-3-8. the
2: star star search.
1: search he does the movie yesterday where he starts singing songs from the future that everyone loves and thinks that he, he's the creative genius behind green Day's uh, <laughs> time, of time of your life yeah um, <laughs> everyone is completely going gaga for it he's a he's on the verge of being a a musician pop star but then he realizes dylan he realizes that people love the song they don't love him absolutely hmm. absolutely and
2: he he wrote a decent song for his class which is where he got noticed for his musical talent exactly in
1: like, comes out of nowhere that, a that whole concept of him being a singer-songwriter but you know
2: he had a great one at that like
1: yeah <laughs> But he'd rather be recognised for his own work, even if it's not going to get him on TV, but he'd rather that be what people know him for, which is good. Good stuff. Good lesson. Absolutely. What do you think of Block Party?
2: I think it's probably Bill, Mm -hmm. the dad's best episode.
1: This is his Emmy episode, isn't it? The one they nominate him for? for I think so. Yep. I think so. Talk us through it.
2: Well... Basically, there's a block party every year and there's this three-legged race that's like the most competitive race ever known to mankind, (laughs) apparently, between um, him and the neighbour, his dad and the neighbor's dad. They're fiercely competitive over it. And for the past three years, I think, Joel and his dad have been the winners. But apparently at this block party, his dad gets so competitive... That he breaks the neighbor's nose, wins the race, and doesn't apologize. And then that was the beginning of them being ostracized from the neighborhood and the mom, that discreet yeah. resentment and his mom. And mm-hmm. everything's a trigger for divorce every episode. <laughs> <what happens.
1: laughs> After a while, I'm like, Joel, I don't think everything that happened was leading up to the divorce, but maybe, maybe it is. I can see where he's coming from. Or if from. it
2: is. Probably a what lost cause. What can you do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you yeah, know, it is it is. a
1: great, great concept. I like the block party stuff. And there's, like, a really fun um, moment where they're, they're gone to the Neighbourhood Planning Committee um, party. That's, that's really fun. Um, just some, some some great small-town America sort of stuff. I, I like that. Uh, meanwhile, isabel has got her first real boyfriend. And, yeah, as I mentioned, the boys kind of equal parts make fun of her for that but also are very protective of her and joel remembers obviously that she gets a broken heart from this boy so he's trying desperately to stop her from that from that happening but by trying to stop it as in every episode by trying to do something he makes things worse doesn't he
2: absolutely was it um i don't know if it's quite how this played out but i thought the reason would have been that he cheats on Ismail is because um, Joel and Pat was so mean to him and so rude. Mm. They're just like, oh, fuck this whole
1: relationship. <laughs> I'll just cheat. with the the school whore. Apparently. I think they called it the school slut or something, do not they? <laughs> oh my God. You can. Not something you get away with on broadcast TV these days, I don't think. Um, yeah. But it, it's kind of sweet and what he, what he learns is that you can't meddle in other people's lives but also, you know, to a certain degree, Dylan of growing up is getting your heart broken, isn't it? Because you got to learn, you've got to be yeah, you've resilient. You
2: got to have those canon events, mate.
1: <laughs> you summer. do, yeah. But I, I really empathise with him um, trying to prevent his you know, best mate from from going through such heartbreak. That's that is a valid goal. But what he realises is that he can't stop that, but he can be there, be there for her afterwards, which is very nice. Which
2: he wasn't the first time. Apparently. Exactly, because they made yeah, fun of her and stuff. Like, yeah, that was like we told you so, but. Yeah, this time they supported her. And that's all she needed. Yeah. And then all this, he's also trying to get out of the three-legged race with mm. his dad. He's trying to teach his dad that he can have fun without being so obsessed with winning. Yes. As well.
1: It's a good the reversal, isn't tennis. it? That the the kid teaching the dad a lesson about fair play and whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a fun dynamic. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, he just gets replaced by his sister. In the three-legged race.
1: He's worse uh, than him, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's worse than the dad. Yeah, yeah. More competitive than the dad. And then the dad sees how how rudely and how mean the neighbour's treating his kid mm. during the three-legged race. And he comes to realise that, yeah, the competitiveness can get out of hand. Mm. And it's not everything.
1: Exactly. It, it, it's very good. And again, there must be some sort of um, yeah, guiding force, the hand of God or whatever, who says that someone has to get their nose broken at this event. So, <laughs> Isabel's dad gets the elbow to the nose instead. Yeah,
2: by Joel. Joel. him and Pat trying to win the race. So, but they up uh, just tripping and knocking each other over.
1: Very funny. Yeah, yeah classic. It. Yep. Yeah, mate. Beautiful. Cold War is the next episode, episode 10. Um, this is the one I mentioned where um, Joel is feeling suffocated at home, so he... Um, sort of calls his dad bluff, calls his dad's bluff, and ends up moving out to yeah. uh, Pat's house, which is apparently three doors down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the
2: bloody... Um, the alarms went off with bloody Stifler's mum straight away when she was like, oh, you can stay as long as you want. I'm like, that's weird.
1: Yeah, that is...
2: You can't just have another kid live with you forever. Yeah. It's so cool about that. Yeah,
1: it's very strange, isn't it? Um, it does, It does. Um, I think, quite, quite nicely... Um, Keep that hidden depth to to Pat that we that I mentioned before, mm. and it sort of shows why he has all this time to hang out with Joel and do these things is because his mum's not around, so he sort of does do whatever he wants. Um, and I, I think it, it really it does um, dramatize that that sort of relationship where a lot of people, a lot of kids are like that they end up raising themselves or they have a parent who's around or not really around. Um, and then the fact that that Pat is such a nice kid. Given his family circumstances, he's got no dad to speak of that we that we ever mention or see. Um, yeah. It is it's it's very nice. He's he's sort of he presents this this um, facade of of being all together, but he's actually got some some stuff going on behind the scenes, hasn't he, old Pat?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And good that, episode for Pat. Good some yeah good character development.
1: And even even Joel, who's supposed to be in his thirties, in at least his mind. He misses all that stuff because he's obsessed with his own battles, which I think it's you a know, good good indication to us all that everyone's going through stuff and we've got to be a bit more empathetic. Absolutely. Hmm. Anything else you want to say about that one?
2: Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, why is it called Cold War? Because there was a bet on the Olympics between Russia and USA. Yes. Apparently, USA was like the massive underdog and Joel makes a bet with his dad. is like, mm, if USA wins, I get to do whatever I want. But if... If Russia wins, you know, you can control
1: me. Do whatever you want. And He ends up. So he's gonna call off the call, he calls off the bet just in time to to do the right thing by Pat and everyone else he, and his dad. Doesn't just call it off;
2: he forfeits. <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Yes, mm. much to his, but then it also he, he makes things right with his dad because he's sort of been a bit asshole kid for most of the episode. Yeah, they're both kind of yeah, yeah. Each other. That's, that that yeah. happens. It happens. Yeah, that was the Miracle on Ice Still and I I don't know much about it, but there was a movie about it. And I I think the concept is as we as we saw, they were massively underdogs, but they um sort of just came through at the last minute to win. And it was also yeah, only- it's not so much winning the Olympic gold medal, it was beating Russia, Cold War, that sort of stuff is all the political dimension to it too.
2: The only Ice Gating thing I know of mm. is where that was that race where Australia was coming last and then everyone in front of them just crashed into each other and toppled <laughs> over, and then Australia won.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I remember. Stephen Pratt, did it twice in a row to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good you got to be there, though, haven't you?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All right. Joel Larson's Day Off, Dylan. What's this one to take off on?
2: Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mate.
1: Classic movie. you seen it? You like it? It's all right. Hmm. Oh, didn't know you fucking loved it so much. <laughs> Jesus. It's a classic, oh. one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. This was the last episode that was broadcast, um, which was good. And
2: you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it serves as a decent series finale. Yeah. If like, you had to pick one of these episodes, I think this is probably the best one to end it on.
1: Yeah, actually, it's a Christmas Christmas special as well. I think that would be. It's. Yeah. It's a
2: happy birthday and a Christmas episode, all, all in, in one.
1: All in one, yeah, that's true.
2: This zoom through the holiday ones, mate. Got birthday, Christmas, bloody Halloween, Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, they really into it. They did it that good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I go. think
2: why I think it works, the series finale, is it kind of loops around to him missing being older, but then reminding himself that reliving his youth is a fantastic gift. And yes, it.
1: absolutely right, Dylan.
2: Because what what's what's the episode about? Why does he have a day off one?
1: Well, it's his it's his birthday, and he's turning his thirty fifth birthday. He's turning thirty five. Well, he's turning fifteen, but he's turning thirty five, and he had this perfect day planned for a thirty five year old. He was going to go do some golf. He was going to smoke some cigars. He was going to have a fancy fi- lunch, a fancy steak lunch at the restaurant downtown um really go out go all out but doing traditionally older things you know in and in classic ferris bueller style he skips school with these mates um and the principal finds out and sort of traces them too which is kind of less important but that does happen um it's nice reference to that and he bumps into his dad a few times he's also having a day off from responsibilities does
2: yeah, that was funny. He's supposed to pick up the Christmas tree. And yeah. And he's like, Oh no, I can't have got got big meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Him and his dad see each other at the golf course. <laughs> and they just walk past each other with just silently acknowledging that neither of them are there. That was really funny.
1: It was it was great. It, um <laughs> I didn't show you that. And then later on he sees his dad and they have a bit of a heart to heart um and very much like uh, Ferris Bueller at the you know the, the message is you know every now and then you got to have a break and, and you know life moves pretty fast. Every now once in a while you got to stop and you know take 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 stock and see what's going on.
2: Yeah, his dad makes him realize he's like, oh, why do you want to do all this adult shit? Like, oh mate, mm-hmm. if I was you, I'd just live it up as a teenager. Do all the goofy shit you get to do as a teenager.
1: Exactly right. And so you're yeah, right the, the gift he's got is he can just hang out with his mates and do whatever and be a kid and that's what he gets to do
2: yeah because his mates are not enjoying all these activities and they're kind of ruining it for him
1: yeah exactly and you're right that that would be a very good good send-off and as as it was it was
2: (laughs) yeah definitely because there's like a a dinner at a like a, a goofy restaurant that he gets taken to and he's like oh i don't want to do that it was so embarrassing when i did it the first time yeah but then he goes to the restaurant, and he's having the time of his life. And
1: there's a good last scene. It is, and he's his family's there, and I, that's another thing, is like, you know, you can never be a kid again with your parents and your sister and your best mates. Like as much as you can try and do those things, you can you, you won't be ever be the same.
2: Yeah. Exactly. He's they got also it. got um mm. they they got the Bueller guy.
1: Yes, they, they kid.
2: Him. They got him, they locked him in.
1: He's made a career off that, hasn't he? <laughs> that one scene.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good on him though. Yeah, he's alright. to him?
1: Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're going into the the naughty ones, Dylan. The the ones that could make it to the air. The, the secret ones. The, the hidden episodes hidden episodes. No episodes. one needed to know about, yeah, but now we do. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird one. Starts off pretty weird. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. Joel, What's the
2: episode called,
1: Lawny? Hot for teacher, okay. <laughs> and it, It's a little bit like that episode of the after-school special we watched about the kid falling in love with the teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: kind
1: of, yeah. So yeah, Joel's funking out of biology, he's got to get a cheater, the cheater um, happens to be a hot woman, and Joel, in his mind, is a 35-year-old man. So he falls in love with her and wants to be with her, but he some reason, doesn't realise that he's 14. It's not going to work out.
2: Well, he thinks it's odd because he's cradle-snatching because she's, like, 24. Well, yeah,
1: true, yeah, true indeed.
2: It's, yeah, it's odd. It's an odd ep. Like,
1: yeah. It's odd.
2: Like, did we root for Joel to win over his teacher because he's the main character, and we know he's 35? Or do we root against that because we'd be seeing a teacher, for all they know, commit statutory rape? It's a very odd episode.
1: Yeah, I... If there's one you had to lose, probably be this one.
2: <laughs> if there's one that had to be unaired. yeah, <laughs> you definitely
1: pick this one. Yeah, yeah, not so good. Um, probably less said about it, the better.
2: I, I, and I don't mind the concept, too, to be honest.
1: What's that? Sorry, she's a bit dull, too. To be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it was a bit. we were being told how attractive she is to him, than really, sort of seeing it. Yeah, feeling it. Very strange. Mm. Anyway, it all looks out in the end, obviously, in sitcom. That's good. Um, shortcuts. The second not aired one, Dylan. Mm. Science Fair. Classic uh, American TV show Classic. episode, isn't it?
2: All comes down to the bloody Science Fair. <laughs> How many people had traumatic experiences at the Science Fair? Did you ever this have a Science Fair? Everything.
1: i never had one.
2: I mean, I was with you. Did we have a science fair?
1: Okay, no. I, I stopped doing here. science in year 9 so I very much not. Yeah,
2: um, I remember <laughs> as soon as I could get out, I did. <laughs> oh, it's so boring. Chromosomes? Yeah. What?
1: I did extra, like, civics and stuff for <laughs> history to get away from it. No, I was fine with that. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, was, uh, yeah, what What happens in this one? So,
1: he's he's, so he's flunking out of biology again. Obviously it worked very well, He's his tutor, that, that he just forgot everything after she left. Um, And he's he's totally screwed up his assignments, so he's got one chance to get a passing mark. And if he doesn't get a passing mark, he's going to have to repeat um, freshman year. So he's going to have to do it for a third time in his mind. By um, the way,
2: this was the fucking easiest grade to make. All you had to do was just copy the stuff on the projector yeah. down into your notebook that's all you had to do He
1: didn't do it and for some reason he's just like he thought it was like going to be okay just copy off um Isabel later come on mate
2: why would you want to do that later why would you all want why would you want to do it all in one hit yeah when you could just do it then and there would
1: you not be bored just sitting there doing nothing i don't understand it was a very bit contrived wasn't it <laughs> definitely but um if he gets an a or he gets in gets sorry if he gets in the first um 3 places of the science fair he will Mm. Get enough marks to to get an A, which is a very strange system, to be honest. Yeah, very odd. It's all contrived. Anyway, he realizes that there is a local boy who would go on to be a billionaire in the future with like science stuff, the next mm. you know Bill Gates sort of esque character. So yeah, he yeah. he contrives his way into working on the project with this man, this boy, I should
2: say. Well, he saves him from being bullied. Indeed. yes. and then he's. And then he's like, oh, how can I make it up to you? And he's like, well, make me your partner and we'll get yes. that A.
1: Yes. Um, it's all a bit silly after that. The the friend, the, the guy likes Isabel, so he sort of sets them up together, keeps them around. Um, but then he realises that the, the science project that he's put his name onto from this, from this other boy is terrible. So... The, the, the yeah, whole, whole point. He was
2: distracting the boy. He was. Isabel. Isabel. And so he just gives up on doing what he was originally going to do, which is like a satellite dish.
1: Yeah. He does something stupid. Yeah. So,
2: like, he, he makes a, a light bulb attached to a battery. Yeah,
1: great. And yeah, the, the whole point is that this kid was able to become a billionaire because he spent so much time dicking around with his mates in the garage doing science experiments, not being distracted by Isabel, the Temptress. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange yeah. one because, like, uh, are we supposed to root for Joel here, pimping at his his friend and and his uh, the whole point is he's taking shortcuts. That episode's called shortcuts, so he's trying to he has to learn to not do that. Well, yeah, but, this is
2: the lesson, yeah, not to take shortcuts. But what's he do to get out of it? He takes a shortcut, yeah, and he gets something from the future, so he doesn't have to repeat science.
1: Exactly right. And he just had an episode where he's done extra tutoring for science. Like it's that doesn't make much sense. I, I get the feeling it was a little bit funky. Maybe the episodes that were broadcast versus ones that were made potentially. Mm. So because I think like he turns thirty-five in that last episode, but then in the next episode he talks about being thirty-four again. So I feel like the the schedule maybe switch around a little bit. Um, mm.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway.
1: Valentine's, Valentine's Day.
2: Day. Maybe they were unearned because they weren't good enough. Maybe, maybe it was because it was cancer.
1: Oh, Valentine's Day is pretty good, isn't it?
2: Valentine's Day dance.
1: Yes, it's all
2: right. That was
1: <laughs> no, pretty good. It's pretty good. He's on his on holy train again, isn't he? Oh, mate, Choo Choo! Can't get enough. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, he ends up. Well, pretty much the whole episode is him trying to ask her to the dance because he's like, oh. I'm the trick here, Pat, is to be confident when asking out a woman. You know, you've got to be sure of yourself. And he's not confident. He's so nervous,
1: Lonnie. Ooh. It's episode. Yeah, he's all right with it. <laughs> In the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, he eventually does ask her out. Yeah, um, get there. Yeah, gets too big for his britches. Mm. And um, yeah, he uh, just treats her like an item, apparently, and she's not happy about that
1: and yeah. he, um
2: you like sings, spin me right round to her which is horrifying that was <laughs> I did not enjoy watching that that was so <laughs> cringy oh my goodness
1: yeah and this is like it's the last time we see holly but it's probably the first time she actually has more than three lines in a row and she does express an independent thought where she's like yeah you're talking about me as an item you, you came with me you're I'm yours. Like if that's that's terrible. That's that's not how I want to be. I want to be with someone who wants to be with me for who I am, not as an item. And that, that's nice. It's it's a good good lesson he learns from Holly. I it's kind of thing you'd like to see maybe what would have happened next in their their friendship or 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 lack thereof.
2: Yeah, see how that evolves. Mm.
1: Absolutely. And it, it is nice in this episode because he remembers this this dance being a bit embarrassing because he went with these, with these two mates and they got a photo together, but he was always pining over Holly. But as the episode ends, he sort of, he's fucked things up with, with Holly, but he's always got his two buddies and they get a photo together. Yeah.
2: Also another classic, have to remind Dad how good Mum is as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, by this stage, he's, he's either going to be good at them or not, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Because they, they end up going to chaperones, mm. and um, he's just dicking around all night. She clearly wants to, like, dance and get a bit romantic. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, playing poker with, like, kids <laughs> whatever.
1: Taking all their money, Yeah, Yeah.
2: And he has to get a, a stand talking to from Joel. Like, mm. you need to treat her right, because I'm going to tell you, if you break up, I'm not going to be there for you. Because yeah. it's your own fault at this point.
1: It, it is funny. It's, an, it's a nice wrinkle to the story where Joel can clearly see the problems in his parents' relationship, but he can't do the right thing by Holly. That's, that's an interesting concept, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I was letting the
1: dog <laughs> I thought she might have
2: been. <laughs> I heard you, though. There you go.
1: All right. That's good. Um,
2: and you know what? Mm? The saving grace of the unend episodes is this last one. Oh. Chilgetty. Oh, yeah, Chilgetty Spart. Right? It's, <laughs> it's a fun episode.
1: It is really good. And it um And
2: it's a mom episode. She gets a lot to do. She
1: gets a great, great storyline and it kind of um it, it really follows through on a concept that's been in every episode just about about her making an invention and now they finally go through with that sort of tantalizing hint that they've been <laughs> seeding throughout every episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's like put together all these ideas that have been shot down that are going mm-hmm. to make millions of dollars, but then Joel finally gets his dad on board to finally listen to his mum,
1: mm-hmm.
2: hear her out, mm-hmm. and support her next invention. Mm-hmm. And she chooses to invent chillgetti, <laughs> which is not a thing in the future, unless you count bolognese. Which yeah, it pretty much is. That
1: is what I was wondering.
2: <laughs> What's the difference? So it's. it's well, it's... Yeah, so basically what chilghetti is, is it's spaghetti with uh, chilli mixed in, mm. which I think in America is like mints and beans,
1: flavoured mints and beans, a bit spicy. Yeah, that's Mexican style sort of stuff, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a world away from spaghetti bolognese, is it? No, definitely not.
2: I mean... You're not supposed to put like vegetables in bolognese. I don't think it's usually just straight sauce. Sauce, and yeah. I, I throw veggies in. I yeah, throw beans yeah. in there. Of course, carrot, onions. I think you've been be... making chilli. My whole life, basically, <laughs> and it is
1: good. Well, everyone has it, loves it. I, I do wonder what exactly they were going to get from the bank for the loan. Like, loan? what, what was that going towards though? Like, million my... dollars. <laughs> but what, what though? The recipe or like mass-producing this to sell Frozen or a restaurant?
2: Yeah, or canned. Probably canned. Canned? Yeah, okay. It's a canned thing, yeah. Sure. But, yeah, seems like it's going to be a big success. But Joel the whole time it's like, no, why can't we go with a <laughs> suitcase with wheels or the, the
1: rollerblades? <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny that he's been the one supporting his mum all season with her crazy inventions, but then the one time she does actually sort of follow through with something he doesn't like and can't support that's clever
2: yeah no I didn't like that but I knew from the get-go that would be tasty as soon as she unveiled it I was like that looks lit I would tuck into that
1: fuck hey I know and then he's all against it just because of his preconceived notion of like it doesn't exist in the future so it must be bad but then he, he he learns a lesson someone's like did you even try it? I think Pat's like have you even tried this mate? and he's like oh it's good
2: it's actually amazing. Um Meat um, and spaghetti go well together. Who knew? Who
1: would have thought? I don't know why he's so against it. It's just he always gets stuck in his own head, I guess, is the
2: Yeah, the I mean character. it's not like she put fucking bananas and cucumber together. Like it's a, it's, mm. it's a good combo. Mm. Meat and spaghetti.
1: Mm. What do you think of uh, Isabel's storyline this episode?
2: Oh, <laughs> I think it was pretty funny. Again, it's one of those, like, character-defining moments that some people need to have, a canon event, if you will, mm-hmm. as across the Spider-Verse. Mm. So, basically, she wants to try her hand at acting, and she goes to this thing, and apparently what happens in the first timeline is that she gets really nervous when doing the acting monologue, and then her boob pops out, and it gets filmed and passed around the whole school,
1: and then she gets called "is a <laughs> It's funny. I mean, it is funny, but it's also um, like you know, child porny oh. sort of revenge porn esque sort of hugely oh, yeah, embarrassing of thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, context absolutely. of the show, it's like it's the, a the punchline and stuff. But yeah, and they they yeah. do treat it seriously. She she's it haunts her forever in the original timeline. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm. And they're they're like, oh, we got to stop this. There's no way we can let her go, let this happen to her. But then she gets really up herself, and she's like, "I don't need your help to mm-hmm. act. I'm good at everything. So fuck off." And Doll's like, "Hmm, you know what? I do remember after this, she did get taken down a notch, and she was actually
1: much more bearable."
2: I think it should <laughs> happen.
1: But he's a good boy. He 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 um makes sure that they can get the tape taken care of, so it won't be following yeah. her around in the he same doesn't way. Doesn't leave
2: that room. Yes, Absolutely. Exactly. Which I think's a good compromise. She didn't need to get taken down a peg. That didn't mm-hmm. need to happen. But yeah, she didn't need to be embarrassed for the rest of her life.
1: Yeah, but if if those well um in the end. if those first three episodes that went aired were maybe a little bit subpar, this this last one is quite fun.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Really, it's only the, the two science ones that are bad. I like Valentine's Day Yeah, Valentine's
2: well. Valentine's Day dance is pretty good. Yeah. His shortcuts is all right. It's, as you said, just a bit contrived.
1: Yeah. Well, there we go. I didn't realize we were talking about all of them, Dylan, but I'm very glad we we have. Amazing.
2: Absolutely. Is there any. Do you have any behind the scenes facts or anything? Does anyone know anything about this show, Morning?
1: All right, give me one second. I did think. I think I have one fact. I don't know. I think it was an IMDb. It's Juicy Morsel. Oh, okay. There is one uh, trivia item on oh, no. on IMDb. This is Thomas F. Wilson's fourth project about a man time-travelling from modern day to the 80s. He also played the Tenon villain, Biff, Griff, and Mad Dog, respectively, in the Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> Two people found this helpful, don't I... they? Well,
2: well y- it's so under the radar that it is even not even correctly listed on Rotten Tomatoes. It says do over, two thousand and two to two thousand and eight. One season.
1: Well oh that I think that might be because it was filmed it was released in two thousand and eight in the UK. Which doesn't make much sense. No. I don't know why it was hanging around for so long.
2: Oh, no, it's because... Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the episode list. i go on. Air date, John Larson's Day Off, 2002. Apparently, the air date for Hot Petitia, Valentine's Day Dance, mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, not shortcuts, that's not in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, was air date September 17th, 2008. Maybe that's when they're uncovered,
1: maybe. <laughs> they've... they've um... That's a big hiatus. Yeah, it's been odd. odd. What if everyone's yeah, waiting odd. for so long? We we were able to watch it all in one go. Imagine waiting six years to see Chilgetti.
2: Uh, as they were being uploaded, all these comments were
1: like, oh my God, are you going to upload the other episode? Are you going to <laughs> <another
2: true>. <laughs> do it, Jericho?
1: Please? It was only like eight, minutes, eight um, years ago. Sorry, eight months ago that I think it was all up. Yeah. Yeah. So we just Very got recent. in. Yeah. For sure. No, good stuff. No, oh, you say you're happy we did this, are you?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I like knowing, knowing something that hardly anyone in the world knows about. You and me, we got do over.
1: That's our show now, isn't it?
2: Can you imagine if this ever comes up at a trivia night?
1: <laughs> we got it. You are
2: going to be so proud of yourself. <laughs> what was like? What was Penn Badgley's first major role mm-hmm. on TV? Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna say gossip girl, but you know what you're gonna say? Yeah. You're gonna say do over. Do over. And I think the trivia master is gonna be like, answer is gossip girl. And you're gonna be like, no. <coughs> Excuse sit me. Down. Excuse me. And you'll bring <laughs> you'll bring up do over on YouTube. <laughs> you'll make the trivia master watch it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, good stuff.
1: The guy can dream. Absolutely. No, it's a shame we didn't get any more. I would have liked to like obviously this show. It has like a sort of inbuilt um, expiry date because I don't know how what you do after he turns, after he leaves school. I guess you do college, but kind of like, I guess you could, I guess, I suppose. But it would have been nice to see more of them. I think that they, there was enough here where they, like, they nailed the format by the end of it, or like very early on, actually. The whole format was well done. But there's more they could have done as well, I think. They could have gone a bit deeper in their relationships. Especially would have seen more about the, the trio and how they would navigate it if you know they did start dating or whatever. I think that could have been cool. Agreed, absolutely. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to recommend a get amongst it this week, Dylan, it's going to be Do Over. <laughs> hope that comes as a prize As <laughs> a surprise, okay. Yeah, right. we'll um put the link to the playlist from YouTube, free to watch. Do yourself a favor. 15 episodes, it's really easy to watch as well. 20 so. minutes each. Yeah, you easy. can knock it over in a few days if you watch it. Absolutely. all one go, really, let's face it.
2: Yeah, one day if you're feeling fucking up to it, <laughs>
1: why not? That's it, take a day off work, you got to have a have a do-over day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap it up, I guess?
2: Absolutely. We're on the socials, we mm-hmm. find us everywhere. Mm-hmm. X, Facebook, Instagram, on every podcast app imaginable, we're there. We'd like to thank Mark the Man for the theme song.
1: Absolutely. If Dylan and I one day uh, wake up, be fourteen again, I'm coming for you. All right. Don't even care. What you say? I'm looking after you. All right. Absolutely. Please do. I'm going to come to you and say I miss you, man, and then run away. And that's why you had the dream and and that's, what,
2: that's what triggered... Yeah. yeah, it's all a loop, <laughs> mate. Absolutely. There you go. I
1: love it. So, you know, I'm going to get some practice in. I'm going to say right now, I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you,
2: man. I miss you, I miss you.